My great pal, Kellyanne Conway, former Trump senior counselor, campaign manager for the Trump-Pence campaign back in 2016. We needed her to run 2020, but that's a different segment. She did found the polling company. Now it's KA Consulting. She's with America First Policy Institute. And her book, it's a terrific book, Here's the Deal, a memoir. I've actually read that book. You know, Kellyanne, that was a good book you wrote, a very good book. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Larry. Thank you. And listen, it's meant to be. It certainly is my life story, and you've been a part of that. Thank you. But it's anybody's American dream story. But look, it's also directional. Let's talk about the 74 million Trump-Pence voters who were not in the U.S. Capitol on January 6th Mm -hmm. and what they need. So many of them are suffering under this Biden-Harris socialist-Democrat economy and energy dependence and the rest. And I was really happy that both Vice President Pence and President Trump were in Washington this past week, Larry, as you and I were, to go ahead and remind people how great they had it not that long ago. How do we get back there? It's a big question on Americans' minds. You know, you're right. Both of them gave good speeches. Uh, You know, you've got a good article today in the Washington Times House GOP Taylor's America First inspired message for midterm elections. And uh, you met with a lot of the leading Republicans in the House. Um, I'm going to quote, crime is the best example right now of the Democrats' ethos right now of basically saying to America, don't believe what you see, believe what I say. So um, President Trump spoke about crime. You think crime is a pivotal issue? It is. It's one of the issues that is vexing and perplexing many Americans who otherwise may want to vote Democrat or otherwise consider themselves to be independent or unaffiliated or skeptical of some of the Republican policies or or Trump's rhetoric, frankly. But they say, listen, we know what's going on in these cities, whether we live in or near one or far, far away. This is outrageous that every night I turn on the TV and I see 16 year old man, kid beating up uh, police officers at the subway and letting get go. Our good friend Lee Zeldin, God forbid, could have been injured or worse, Larry, mm. with that would-be assassin. And the guy is held for six hours and released. So people see this. They know that the number one killer of 18 to 45-year-olds in our country right now is fentanyl, Chinese fentanyl coming over our southern border. So, yes, 4 million people have come over the border, it's estimated, since Biden and Harris got there. But the fentanyl that's come over is it come over is in every community. It can be in any kid's body, any of our coworkers and our colleagues, and that's a big concern. So I think with crime, it reminds me of nineteen ninety four in the contract with America. I was a baby pollster in the background uh, for Frank Luntz and Newt Gingrich and Haley Barber and people working on the contract with America. And Larry, if you go back, crime and the economy were the twin pillars that helped those Republican candidates. At the time, it was really anti-recidivism measures like three strikes and you're out and toughening some of the sentencing. We don't even have that anymore. Three strikes, you're out. No strikes, and you're out, you're out that night back on the street. And I think this, um, you know, particularly in the case of that 16-year-old who was beating on the police officers and let go and had been arrested before. He's only 16. He's, you know, he's the bell of the ball now. He's peacocking around mm. saying, see, if there's no punishment, You could just continue. But back to the don't believe what you see, believe what I say. That is basically the Democrat uh, talking point ethos right now. They don't want you to believe that Putin's in Ukraine, that a a nuclear capable Iran is salivating, that crime and drugs are roiling our cities, that border insecurity is leading to this massive influx of people. They don't want you to believe that the stock market has lost $10 trillion 
in wealth since Biden got there that were in a recession. They be, and I think that's why their approval ratings are so poor, because they disrespect the American people so consistently and deeply that the people don't see from this administration, from this White House, folks who are saying, listen, I know you're in pain. I know we're in a downturn. I'm a man with a plan, Joe Biden. I, we're we're going to make it better. They don't hear any of that. And your goodness, your successor, Brian Deese, your successor at the National Economic Council, the guy lies for a living. I mean, mm. you can play his quips, his quips side by side. You don't know which Brian Deese mm. is the credible one, the compelling one. And so people are a little confused and very, very nervous. You know, they don't want you to believe high inflation and they don't want you to believe that we are in a recession. We've just had two negative quarters of GDP and they're out there lying about it. Now, Kellyanne, I think crime and I'll call it inflation recession are huge and the GOP should stick to those messages. Don't get caught up. I mean, you know, this past week they passed this Chips Plus bill 18 Republican senators voted for $284 billion, you know, corporate welfare, picking winners and losers. They didn't need to do that. And now they're stuck with this uh, $800 billion reconciliation bill with a huge tax hike. I mean, they need to stay on message. Crime, inflation, recession. Here's what we're going to do about it. Yes, I was interviewed yesterday on the network, and I I just said – something you're you're touching on here, Larry, which is the difference between 15 seats and 50 seats in the House, the difference between winning back the Senate for Republicans or narrowly winning it and really having a monster election in a couple of months, Larry, goes in part, it runs in part through not being baited into Twitter arguments and into voting for these terrible bills. Hmm. I mean, I think the Democrats know they've only got a couple months left, so they're going to try to jam through a lot of this crazy spending they think it'll help them in some marginal seats. I mean, if you're John Fetterman in Pennsylvania against Mehmet Oz, you're going to vote for crazy spending anyway. You're a socialist who's you've endorsed Bernie Sanders. He's endorsed you. And so this is a layup for him. He's, you know, he's running as the, quote, 51st vote uh, in, in the Senate. Great. Let's show that. Let's shine a light on that and see, say, see, you're going to get more of this. And the Republicans should not allow themselves to be baited into stuff that sounds good but it's really corrosive for the body politic. Who's going to pay for all this nonsense Mm. in the end? No mention of that, Kellyanne. That's what burned me up. No mention of paying for this stuff. And now, you know, in this uh, Manchin-Schumer reconciliation bill is a gigantic tax hike. I mean, we're in a recession and we're raising taxes, really? Well, it's also a sop to the hard left and their their idea that climate change is their religion and, and their number one. Look, Larry, I think we can all do better, but we don't need the government to tell us and compel us to do better. We can we can do that. But the, the whole climate change matter, too, means this White House and even Joe Manchin, is not lo- they're not looking at the polls. Everybody's polls, including the mainstream media's polls, CNN, NBC, uh, Quinnipiac, these academic institutions, they all say climate change is anywhere from 1% in the New York Times-Siena College poll to 5%. I think in the Fox News or NBC poll, it's nowhere near where inflation in the economy is. CBS poll last month, 33% say it is a, quote, top priority to investigate January 6th, but 80% said it's a top priority to tackle the economy. 82% said inflation. And isn't it curious, Larry, that even the mainstream media who gets this wrong, who promotes and protects the, the people who promote these terrible reconciliation bills and runaway spending, even their own pollsters feel compelled to include in their polling questions separate 
inquiries about economy and inflation because inflation is one thing. But I'll tell you what, my friend, the economy mm. is more is more than that to people. So right now they're talking about groceries and gas prices. What's happening next is people are not going to be able to make the rent, the mortgage, the car payment, the tuition mm. payment, the student loan payment. You know, the, New- the Washington Post had an article a couple weeks ago, Larry, really disheartened me. It caught my eye. Basically said one of the fastest growing new groups of homeless in our country are single moms who have jobs. Larry, mm. they're employed, mm. and they can't make the rent or the mortgage. And that's what's coming down the pike now. That's beyond gas and groceries, which have mm. been a big headache hassle and, and, and hurtful to many Americans. But, goodness, if you're two, if you're two months behind in the rent, you can, up, you can end up in your car or hopefully in a relative's home for a couple of months. But that's what's happening. That's a huge economic concern. Larry, look at the pessimism that's being projected by Americans in these polls, too. They don't think it's going to get better. They think it's going to stay the same, which is terrible, or worse, uh, really decline over the next year or two. So any way you look at these polls, and I, I noted all these articles this morning, Larry, where Joe Biden is finally mentioning Donald Trump's name again. Yeah. And yeah. somebody has convinced him ultra MAGA and Donald Trump are his foils. <laughs> um, he's wrong, by the way. I mean, you know, mano y mano, <laughs> he's wrong. <laughs> Kellyanne, last 30 seconds. Did Trump get it done in his speech? He got it done in his speech because he did three big things. One, he returned to Washington for the first time since he left. And he returns to Washington as the same Trump, but in a very different broken Washington. Democratic-controlled Biden-Harris Washington that really – in, in 18 short months, Larry has unraveled so many great policies that you yourself helped the president pass. And that's number two, just showing the binary choice between Trump's America and Joe Biden's America. And third, Larry, and I know you and I like this very much. It took him an hour to talk about the stolen election and voter <laughs> fraud. And so um, I appreciated that because he reminded everybody there's so much more that's at stake in this country. He looked very joyful, very energetic, and a guy who, if he decides to run, I think he's uh, uh, the absolute front runner for the Republican yeah. nomination in a cage match rematch against Joe Biden. But we got to get through these midterms first, and I hope he waits to announce. Yeah. Kellyanne, you are a love. Love, love, love. Kellyanne love Conway, back. everybody. God bless love, you. Love, love, love.